Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to find out everything you need to know to start your day. It's the WISN Morning Briefing. It is 5.05. This is the WISN Morning Briefing, sponsored by Team Hoffman Remax. It is a Friday. We've made it through another week. 19th day in May. Lots of clouds, lots of wind out there, 42 degrees. Good morning, I'm Ken Herrera and topping the news, an armed home invasion in Bayview that leaves more questions than answers. Fox 6's Brett Lemoyne explains. Well, neighbors hope this is an isolated incident, but so far no suspects are in custody. Near the corner of California and Oklahoma, a site not seen in this neighborhood in quite some time. I think there's about nine squads total. Nicole Williams says by about 10:30 Wednesday night, the whole street was blocked off, swarming with cops. It was quite surprising because we didn't know what was happening. Police say it's all because of an armed robbery. According to an MPD spokesman, suspects armed with a gun entered a home on this street, demanding and later obtaining something that belonged to the resident. There was some sort of struggle, but police say no one was severely injured. Does that make you feel a little uneasy? Um, I think it's more an anomaly. Catherine Finnegan says everyone on this block knows each other, except for the people who live in the house that was robbed. We haven't had any issues at all. Um, the neighbors have been tremendously friendly. Police say a victim inside the home suffered an injury after being physically struck by one of the suspects. One thing is for certain, whatever went down Wednesday, neighbors aren't too worried. We were never concerned about safety before, and I don't know how much it will really change. The Milwaukee police continued to investigate. We did knock on the door of the home that was robbed. A resident who came to the door declined to comment. At MPD District 2 headquarters on Lincoln Avenue, Brett Lemoyne, Fox 6 News. House Speaker Paul Ryan says he has no problem with the appointment of a special counsel to look into allegations of Russian tampering with the 2016 elections. Ryan believes the appointment of former FBI Director Robert Mueller will serve to calm waters that have been stirred up by. Politics. The appointment of a special counsel, I think, helps assure people uh, and the Justice Department that they're going to go do their jobs independently and thoroughly, which is what we've called for all along. And meanwhile, many lawmakers are calling on former FBI Director James Comey to testify before Congress on why he was fired and whether the president had asked him to end the investigation into the actions of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. A delivery driver for a local pharmacy robbed at gunpoint Wednesday afternoon. But if the thieves were hoping to get opioids, chances are they're very disappointed in the hall. Fox 6 is rather Ashley Sears with that story. Yeah, that delivery driver was dropping off medicine to about 40 patients, and he says he believes he was targeted because of it. He put the gun in my head like that. A head Kadada never thought his job would make him a target. He hit me in the gun and he said, get out. But Wednesday afternoon near 91st and Custer, he became the victim of a carjacking. He pushed me in the street 
and he jumped in my car. The Hyatt Pharmacy delivery driver was dropping off medicine to more than 40 patients at the time. He probably recognized the driver. The pharmacy owner, Hashim Zabak, says the delivery cars are unmarked, but he thinks his driver was likely singled out. I don't think he was really after the car itself. Uh, I think he was after the medications. Zabak says in 2016, his pharmacy was robbed 17 times. The robbers tried stealing opioids. He believes that's exactly what the suspect was looking for Wednesday. But instead... A lot of the prescriptions that were about to be delivered by that driver were actually insulin. Most of the stolen prescriptions are used to treat diabetes, high blood pressure, and cholesterol. Unfortunately, a lot of the patients who were supposed to get the insulin yesterday got their insulin late. Despite what happened, Kadada is back on the job. And he's already back taking care of the patients. Shaken, but not deterred. Thankful the situation didn't end in tragedy. Lucky, at least I am safe. <laughs> Nothing happened to me. That's a good thing. Now, police tell us they spotted that stolen car. There was a short chase, and that car crash. We're told the driver took off, but the passenger was arrested. Meantime, the pharmacy says they refilled all of those prescriptions and dropped them off to patients last night. On the northwest side, Ashley Sears. Some parents of students enrolled in MPS demanding action and accountability from the district. A group of parents gathered in front of MPS administration's building Thursday, protesting the actions of some administrators toward the students. For example, this woman wants to know how her special needs child fell from a balcony in early May suffering facial fractures. We put our trust in these schools to educate our kids. And if we can't trust the schools, who else do we have? MPS did respond to that woman saying the young man jumped from one floor to another through an open stairwell. It was an act that the district says was witnessed by another student who he told to watch him while he jumped. Opponents of Sheriff David Clark making no secret of the fact that they're happy to see him leave. In fact, some have been absolutely brutal in their remarks, saying Clark's departure will be good news for Milwaukee, but bad news for the nation. But not everyone's happy to see the sheriff leaving sometime next month. County Board Supervisor Steve Taylor goes to the sheriff's defense. I wish him the best. I mean, I, I, I think he'll do a, a better job than, than people think. Uh, Clark has accepted a post as Undersecretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Now, this will be a weekend of cleaning up in western Wisconsin after a tornado hit in Barron County Tuesday evening, killing one person. Residents of a mobile home park about 40 miles north of Eau Claire will be allowed back into the area today to recover whatever they can. About 40 homes were destroyed when that twister hit. Meanwhile, members of the local Humane Society have been working to reunite pets displaced by the destruction with their owners. They're traumatized and, oh, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, the Humane Society says it's recovered more than a dozen cats and dogs over the past couple of days. Many more pets are still missing. Law enforcement agencies across the state bringing back the Click It or Ticket campaign for the upcoming Memorial Day weekend. In addition to keeping an eye out for drunk drivers, officers will be watching for people who are not using seatbelts. The targeted enforcement will run between May 22nd and June 4th. If you are in a crash, um, it, it's almost guaranteed you are going to sustain less injuries and be less likely to be killed if you are wearing your seatbelt. The citation for failing to use a seatbelt is $10, but it becomes part of your driving record and it will have a negative impact on your insurance rates. Checking the Bryant Heating and Cooling Sports scoreboard, the Brewers are still hot. They win 4-2 at San Diego. Milwaukee, in fact, 
has won eight of its last ten. Can you believe that? Boston tries to bounce back against Cleveland tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Cavs lead that series 1-0. Still to come on the morning briefing, Tucker Carlson says President Trump may be volatile, but the alternative is something no one wants to even think about. And then the president directly answers the question, did you ask James Comey to drop the investigation into Michael Flynn? That's just ahead. It's 5-13. Beginning your day with a solid base of information. This is the WISN Morning Briefing. And your morning briefing continues now at 5-18 with news and comments on that news. Another day, another story about President Trump. The way the mainstream media has gone after this president makes it predictable that each morning you're going to wake up and hear more news about the president The vast majority of that news will be bad news. And the vast majority of it will be fake news. Fox's Tucker Carlson says, yes, Mr. Trump is, shall we say, volatile. But when you consider the alternative being presented by the left, things would be much worse under the control of the Democrats. Give this a listen and see if you don't agree with every single word of his commentary. Well, Donald Trump is a volatile president. He's impulsive. He changes course on a dime, sometimes without explaining why. He's elusive about what he really believes. And he talks and tweets about himself too much, too much for his own good or for the country's good. And by the way, he's not always a great manager. The White House actually is pretty chaotic right now. That's not just media spin. It's real. Well, if you voted for Trump, you already know this. And you probably knew it back in November when you voted for him. But what you also knew, and what is worth remembering right now, is that there are worse things than what we currently have. So the left badly wants to remove Donald Trump from office, not with votes in the next presidential election, as you typically see in working democracies, but they want to remove him right now, today, using legal action or impeachment or mass mass protests or, or whatever. It doesn't really matter how it happens, by any means necessary, as they often say. The left wants to do this for a number of reasons, but mostly because they used to be in power, but they aren't anymore, and they would very much like to be so again. Okay, so let's imagine they get their way. Trump goes, and they're in charge once again. What happens then? This is worth thinking about because the Democratic Party of right now bears almost no resemblance to the Democratic Party of 10 years ago, much less the Democratic Party you grew up with. It has changed in ways that ought to worry you. The modern left is no longer an ideological movement. Instead, it's an organized movement around identity politics. That's the idea that every American is a member of a subgroup, usually a racial category, and that the point of achieving power is to win spoils for that group. Another word for this is tribalism, and it's the most divisive possible way to run a country. Because it's not about ideas and based instead on immutable characteristics, identity politics is inherently unreasonable. There's no winning arguments or even having arguments. There's only victory or defeat for the group you belong to. Your gain is my loss by definition. In the end, every group finds itself at war with every other group. It is the... It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Perfect inversion, the perfect perversion of the American ideal out of one many and it never ends well we know this because it is the story of much of the rest of the world 
and the left has brought it here to America. Now, once you understand this, you begin to see the futility of dealing with modern progressives as just another political faction, people you can reason with or perhaps even convince. They don't want to argue. They want to win. The old rules that you remember, those mean nothing to them. The left doesn't believe American traditions are noble or worth preserving. On the contrary, anything old must be destroyed, and that would include the basic institutions of our society going back to colonial times. The nuclear family, freedom of speech, traditional religious faith, the rule of law, all of these are under direct and open assault by the left. This is not an exaggeration. They're not pretending anymore. They're saying it. Indeed, the left has grown so impatient, much more than ever, that it is now unable to acknowledge the basic legitimacy of any government act they disagree with. Every executive order is a new opportunity to demand massive resistance to the law itself. Every expression of conservative opinion is a chance to get somebody else fired. Every faked hate crime is the opportunity to demand new concessions that are granted even when the fraud is exposed. Now, beneath all of this, which is it's the monster under the bed, it's the threat of violence. At this stage, only the fringes are calling for that, but the rest of us know it's there. We can feel it. Sometimes, especially recently, we can see it. And that is the end or the beginning of it. Violence is what separates politics from war. It's the point where hurt feelings become dead bodies, the point at which countries become ungovernable, the point where people who can start leaving for somewhere else. You don't want to get there. The most important thing our leaders can do is prevent that from happening, and yet increasingly they're refusing to. The kind of arguments we used to have in Washington centered around tax rates or trade agreements, suddenly that seems antique. Here's what we're talking about now. Watch what happened when these two progressives were asked on this show whether they would condemn political violence. Because of his race, Denny was pulled from his truck and smashed in the head with a cinder block until he sustained brain damage. It was a hate crime if there ever was one. It all happened on videotape, a helicopter caught it, and it happened in Maxine Waters' city. But she did not denounce the attack. On the contrary, she all but endorsed the attack. That puts her outside the pale. Endorsing violence is, that's the line, and she crossed it. Right. Well, I don't know if we'd have our current president if that was the line. She has a right to say what she thinks. Is that a legitimate tactic to smash windows? That's not an effective tactic. Is it legitimate? Morally legitimate? Uh, that's up to the people who organize it. So it's okay. I, there it's, are times when using effect. violence I've in America. I've never used violence. We've never advocated I'm violence. asking a philosophical question, which and I'm you're saying capable of answering. It, I can't answer every question of when violence is appropriate or not. I can't answer whether violence is appropriate or not. Okay. Until they can answer yes unhesitatingly, we are in danger. And anyone who follows the news these days knows the violence from the left is only getting worse. And yet leading Democrats remain silent. And in this case, silence is the same as an endorsement of the growing violence. All right, the president heads out on his first foreign trip as president today with stops in Saudi Arabia, Israel, and Rome. On Thursday, the president directly answered a question about allegations that he asked former FBI Director James Comey, to drop the investigation of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. And the answer was equally direct, no. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, in the light of a very busy news week, a lot of people would like to get to the bottom of a couple of things, give you a chance to go on record here. Did you at any time urge former FBI Director James Comey in any way, shape, or form to close or to back down the investigation into Michael Flynn? And also, as you look no. back... no. Next question. Next question. As you look back over the past six months or year, um, have you had any recollection where you've wondered if anything you have done 
has been something that might be worthy of criminal charges in these investigations or impeachment, as some on the left are implying. I think it's totally ridiculous. Everybody thinks so. And again, we have to get back to uh, working our country properly so that we can take care of the problems that we have. We have plenty of problems. Uh, we've done a fantastic job. We have a tremendous group of people, millions and millions of people out there that are looking at what you had just said and said, what are they doing? Uh, Director Comey was very unpopular with most people. I actually thought when I made that decision, and I also got a very, very strong recommendation, as you know, from uh, the Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein. But when I made that decision, I actually thought that it would be a bipartisan decision, because you look at all of the people on the Democratic side, uh, not only the Republican side, that were saying such terrible things about Director Comey. Then he had the very poor performance on Wednesday. That was a poor, poor performance. So poor, in fact, that I believe, and you'd have to ask him, because I don't like to speak for other people, but I believe that's why uh, the Deputy Attorney General went out and uh, wrote his very, very strong letter. Uh, and then, on top of that, after the Wednesday performance by Director Comey, you had a person come and have to readjust the record, which many people have never seen before, because there were misstatements made. And I thought that was something that was terrible. We need a great director of the FBI. I cherish the FBI. It's special. All over the world, no matter where you go, the FBI is special. The FBI has not had that special reputation with what happened in the campaign, what happened with respect to the Clinton campaign, and even, you could say, directly or indirectly, with respect to the much more successful Trump campaign. We're going to have a director who's going to be outstanding. I'll be announcing that director very soon, and I look forward to doing it. I think the people in the FBI will be very, very very, very thrilled. And just in concluding, uh, we look forward to getting this whole situation behind us so that when we uh, go for the jobs, we go for the strong military, when we go for all of the things that we've been pushing so hard and so successfully, including health care, because Obamacare is collapsing. It's dead. It's gone. There's nothing to compare anything to because we don't have health care in this country. You just look at what's happening. Aetna just pulled out. Other insurance companies are pulling out. We don't have health care. Obamacare is a fallacy. It's gone. We need health care. We need to cut taxes. We're going to cut taxes. If I get what I want, it'll be the biggest tax cut in the history of our nation. And that's what I want. It's going to bring back companies. It's going to bring back jobs. We lost so many jobs and so many companies to countries that are not so far from you, Mr. President. They're very close to you, actually, and to many other places throughout the world. We're going to change that. We're going to have expansion. We already do. You look at what's happening with Ford and with General Motors in Michigan and Ohio. You look at the tremendous number of jobs that are being announced in so many different fields. Uh, that's what I'm proud of, and that's what we want to focus our energy on. The other is uh, something I can only tell you. There was no uh, collusion. And everybody, even my enemies, have said there is no collusion. So we want to get back and keep on the track that we're on, because the track that we're on is record-setting. And that's what we want to do, is we want to break very positive records. Thank you. The president there speaking at a news conference that he held with the president of Colombia.
And we have much more still to come on the WISN Morning Briefing, including the president heads out on his first overseas trip as president today. We'll have that and more along with an update on your morning traffic. It is 528. It is 533. Here are some of the top national and international stories on your morning briefing. President Trump takes off today on his first overseas trip since taking office. First stop, Saudi Arabia, where the president will talk with Arab leaders about boosting the fight against ISIS. From there, Mr. Trump heads to Israel for meetings with Israeli and Palestinian leaders. Rome, the third stop on the presidential trip, and Mr. Trump will meet with Pope Francis. U.S. Senators have a better idea of just what special counsel Robert Mueller will be doing as he takes the lead in the Trump-Russia probe. Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein held a briefing behind closed doors on Capitol Hill. Fox News Chief Intelligence Correspondent Catherine Herridge with reaction. Every senator who came out of that briefing said it's extremely serious, and the newly appointed special counsel, the former FBI Director Robert Mueller, has a very broad mandate. And some of the senators told us, based on the briefing, that they think the ongoing FBI case has crossed a threshold from a counterintelligence probe that typically does not result in charges. Senators told reporters afterwards that the deputy attorney general was very careful with some of the questions because he told them that he didn't want to say anything that might jeopardize the work of Robert Mueller in this new position. If the left is hoping to generate hate toward President Trump outside of Washington, D.C. and Democratic strongholds with its coverage of oftentimes made up controversies, it is failing. Fox's Jeff Manasso reports on the reaction from people outside Washington to the controversies in the nation's capital. We're in Union Grove, Wisconsin, a sleepy farming town with a main street that's adorned with barber shops, cafes, and fill-up stations that look today as they would have 60 years ago. It's middle America, where the news out of Washington over the Russians, possible collusion with the Trump campaign and obstruction, and the firing of FBI Director James Comey is just noise. Wake up. Come on, this is America. Work for us. I worry about my kids when they grow up. I wish everyone in general would get along. Reaction here by folks on both sides of the political aisle who are more focused on the things that they say matter, like finding jobs, putting food on the table, and keeping their kids safe. In Union Grove, Wisconsin, Jeff Madasso. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. News. The left has been brutal in its remarks concerning the death of Fox News founder Roger Ailes. Some tweets going as far as to say they hope his family dies next. But Ailes, who died at the age of 77 this week, led quite an interesting and useful life. Fox's Michelle Polino takes a look back. Roger Ailes changed the course of television news. Ailes understood the power of the visual medium in its infancy. At the age of 26, when he was a producer on The Mike Douglas Show, he told then-presidential candidate Richard Nixon, who was grumbling about doing daytime TV, if you think that TV is ridiculous, you're never going to become president, according to Nixon biographer Rick Perlstein. It launched his career in politics, but he never left television for long. In launching Fox News, a network that was fair and balanced with conservative commentators hosting their own shows, Ailes said it was the antidote to a left-leaning media. At the end of his tenure, the network had an average daily viewership of 2 million, more than CNN and the left-leaning MSNBC combined, making Fox an unrivaled brand. 
Michelle Polino, Fox News. The final performances of the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus are taking place this weekend on New York's Long Island. But you can see the show even if you live far away. Evan Brown tells us how. The greatest show on earth, the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, ends its 146-year run this weekend. The final performances of the last touring company will be held at the famed Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum on New York's Long Island. The circus owners announced the shows would end, citing changing audience tastes and difficulties in transporting animals due to varied local ordinances. But for those who didn't get to see the circus one last time, you can this Sunday, the last ever circus show, will stream live for free on Facebook. Evan Brown, Fox News. And a real surprise here, the Republican chair of the powerful House Oversight Committee is ending his congressional career next month. Jared Halpern has more from Capitol Hill. Utah Republican Jason Chaffetz is resigning from Congress, telling constituents and colleagues he'll leave on June 30th. In a letter announcing his plans, Chaffetz says he and his wife agreed to move on from this part of their lives, noting the more than 1,500 nights he's spent away from family over the past eight years. Chaffetz's oversight committee is among the panels looking into the firing of FBI Director James Comey and has invited Comey to testify next week. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. It is 537. Here's the forecast from the Fox 6 weather experts. We have a chance for afternoon showers again today. Blustery, though. Windy, chilly out there, high 47 degrees. Cloudy tonight will drop down to 45. Tomorrow, it's going to be a rainy Saturday, sorry to say. Rain likely with thunderstorms also possible. 62 degrees will be the high. Better on Sunday, but still mostly cloudy and breezy. Not, uh, not a great chance of rain on Sunday with a high of 65 degrees. Now, nowhere near that right now, though. We're at 42 degrees under cloudy skies. Opponents of Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark are making no secret of the fact that they're happy to see him leaving. Some have been absolutely brutal in their remarks, in fact, saying Clark's departure will be good news for Milwaukee, bad news for the nation. Fox 6's Madeline Anderson explains. A day after Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark announced he will be accepting a position as an assistant secretary in the Department of Homeland Security, the man who's currently suing Clark is speaking out. I think it's a gain for Milwaukee and a loss for the nation. Dan Black says he was unlawfully detained and questioned by deputies after shaking his head at the sheriff. His lawsuit is one of multiple scandals the sheriff's office is facing. Investigators are also looking into the four deaths last year at the Milwaukee County Jail. Combined, it's a really scary picture of a guy who's unfit for office, I think. I wish him the best. I mean, I, I, I think he'll do a, a better job than, than people think. Milwaukee County Board Supervisor Steve Taylor coming to the sheriff's defense. He says the sheriff has accomplished a lot of good for the community since being appointed in 2002. You know, the House of Corrections is in the city of Franklin, and when people were walking away and escaping, and he took it over, he turned that place into Fort Knox and really put us in a safer position than before he got there. Bose de la Frontera Executive Director Christine Newman Ortiz fears Clark will use his new role to continue to promote what she says are anti immigration policies on the national. Stage, such as 287G, which authorizes the federal government to allow state and local law enforcement officers to act as immigration agents. It's really up to the governor to ensure that someone is appointed that is going to make sure that the kind of abuses we've seen do not continue and that 287G is not brought 
uh, to Milwaukee County. Governor Walker is now tasked with appointing a new Milwaukee County Sheriff. On Wednesday, Walker said he will not begin that process until the sheriff submits his letter of resignation. Reporting at the sheriff's office substation in Wauwatosa, Madeline Anderson, Fox 6 News. Police across Wisconsin will be watching for drivers who aren't using their seatbelt over the Memorial Day weekend. This is all part of a national click it or ticket campaign. While the citation might be only $10, the real cost to anyone found driving without a seatbelt is going to be much higher. But people have to be aware that it does go on your driving record, and it's something that the insurance company is not going to be very impressed with if you don't buckle up. In 2015, there were more than 2,000 road deaths across the nation that involved drivers who were not buckled into their seats. Experts say that many of those deaths would have been avoided had the drivers and passengers just buckled up. A delivery driver for a local pharmacy says the thief that carjacked him at gunpoint may have targeted him because he was carrying drugs in the car. But if the thief had hoped to get opioids, he was very disappointed. The driver was taking drugs to about 40 in-home patients. Most of the drugs were for diabetes, high blood pressure, or high cholesterol. A lot of the prescriptions that were about to be delivered by that driver were actually insulin. I don't think there's a big secondary market for insulin. Police spotted the car Wednesday and gave chase. It eventually crashed. The driver got away on foot, but his passenger was arrested. Still no suspects in custody after an armed home invasion in Bayview. Police say it happened around 10.30 Wednesday night when the thieves entered a home near Carolina and Oklahoma. At one point, a shot was fired, but no one was struck by that gunfire. People living in the area say the police response is what alerted them to the problem. I think there was about nine squads total. It was quite surprising because we didn't know what was happening. And one person living in the home did suffer minor injuries when he was physically struck by one of the home invaders. It is not known what the thieves took before fleeing the scene. It's coming up on 542 on the WISN Morning Briefing. Scott Dolphin in with Sports Now. It is brought to you this morning by Roto-Rooter. Good morning, Ken. The Brewers stay hot. Eric Sogard hit a go-ahead two-run double in the seventh inning. And Milwaukee doubles up San Diego 4-2. Sogard goes 4-for-4 four four again with three RBIs. Jonathan VR played the other run for the crew in a pinch hit roll. They take three of four from that series. Zach Davies tossed six innings of two-run ball to get the win. He goes to 5-2. and two, And Corey Knabel gets his third save of the season. The competition goes up quite a bit today as the Brewers open a three-game series with the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Paulo Espino will make his Major League debut after spending 10 years in the minor leagues. The 30-year-old 4-0 and with seven starts at AAA Colorado Springs this year, the Cubs counter with another rookie, Eddie Butler. Buck star Giannis Antetokounmpo has been named to the NBA's second team. The Greek freak joined by Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Ruby Gobert, and uh, Rudy Gobert, and Isaiah Thomas. The first team is LeBron James, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, and Russell Westbrook. NBA playoffs resumed tonight. Game two of the Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics and Cavs. Cleveland grabbed a one-game-to-none lead with a big win on Wednesday. Cavaliers are a perfect 9-0 and on the postseason. The NHL's Western Conference Final is all tied up at two games each. The Ducks blew a 2-0 lead in the third period but recovered for a 3-2 overtime win in Nashville. Corey Perry scored the game winner. Anaheim hosts game five on Saturday night. The completion of the future home of the San Diego Chargers and L.A. Rams, well, now L.A. Ram, LA Chargers as well, is being pushed back. The new football stadium in Inglewood is not expected to open until the summer of 2000, or 2020 after record-setting rainfall created 
delays in construction. It was originally set to open in 2019. And it's the running of the Preakness tomorrow at Baltimore. The 142nd running of the race is set for 545 Milwaukee time. From the Big 920 Sports Desk, I'm Scott Dolphin on News Talk 1130 WISN. And it's 544 on the WISN Morning Briefing. Still to come, a call to action to those on the right. Now is the time to stand behind your president as he faces an unprecedented onslaught from opponents bent on running him out of office. It's a simply outstanding commentary just ahead from Sean Hannity. Giving you all you need to know right now. This is the WISN Morning Briefing. Cloudy skies, 42 degrees, heading to a high of only 47 degrees now. It's 549 as the WISN Morning Briefing continues with more news and comments on that news. A call to action this morning for anyone on the right. It is time to let the president know that we are still behind him and have not been hoodwinked by those on the left who keep coming up with fake scandal after fake scandal in an unprecedented effort to drive Donald Trump from office. We've really never seen anything even close to this. Never in the history of this nation have so many forces united in an effort to overturn the results of an election. Sean Hannity took to the air last night to issue the call. It is time for the American people to stand up for what you voted for in November. As he rightly points out, everything Trump supporters voted voted for in November is now under attack. And unless we begin to make it clear that we're not buying into the lies of the left, the never-Trumpers and even some anti-Trump Republicans, we are in deep, deep trouble. All right, we've been explaining to you, the American people, what is now happening in our nation's capital in this massive effort to utterly destroy President Trump and throw him out of office. It is a plot to subvert the will of you, the American people, and undermine the very foundation of this republic. And it is unlike anything we have ever seen before in American history. Earlier today, at a news conference, President Trump, he addressed these unprecedented attacks. Watch. I respect the move, but the entire thing has been a witch hunt, and uh, there is no collusion between certainly myself and my campaign, but I can always speak for myself and the Russians, zero. Uh, I think it divides the country. I think we have uh, a very divided country because of that and many other things. Months of coverage, zero evidence. The president's right. For example, let's look at all these Obama administration scandals. No special counsels. Benghazi, the IRS targeting conservatives, the General Services Administration, their spending scandal, Fast and Furious, Hillary Clinton's private email server, we know felonies were committed there, the Clinton Foundation, the pay-to-play scheme, remember Uranium One, 20% going to Vladimir Putin in Russia, Bo Bergdahl, the Iranian prisoner swap, the VA scandal, Loretta Lynch, Bill Clinton on the tarmac, that meeting, surveillance rules changes, James Rosen and journalists hacked Solyndra, the Secret Service prostitution scandal, unaccompanied minors entering the U.S., Hurricane Sandy funds, healthcare.gov contracts. The threat against President Trump now is real. It is metastasizing into a clear and present danger. It's only going to get worse. And we're learning tonight that the DNC is now pumping money into what is being called, quote, the resistance summer. It's the left's plan to attack and obstruct the president at every turn. So it's time for you, the American people, you irredeemable deplorables that went out and went to the rallies and voted for him. 
time for you to stand up for what you wanted and what you voted for in November. As you heard me say, this is a choice election. Now, everything that you have voted for is under attack. You voted for the economy, you voted for millions of new jobs, you want people out of poverty, off of food stamps, and back in the labor force. You wanted lower taxes, you wanted tax reform. You voted to repeal and replace Obamacare. That process is now underway. You voted for a much stronger military, for a president that can actually say the words radical Islamic terrorism and defeating ISIS. You voted for energy independence. You voted for more control of education to be sent back to the states. You voted to cut government regulations and jobs. And most importantly, you voted to drain the swamp and upend the power structure in Washington, D.C. that has been failing you and the American people for decades. These forces that are working to unseat President Trump, they don't care about fixing the gigantic mess that President Obama left behind after eight years of incompetence and failure. They don't care because they're inside this corrupt Washington cabal. They are the swamp. They prosper, Americans suffer. And that's why these groups, they don't care about the numbers that we showed you from the Obama administration from back during the campaign, night after night. The lowest labor participation rate since the 70s. Almost 95 million Americans out of the labor force. The worst recovery since the 1940s. Lowest home ownership rate in 51 years. 11 million more Americans on food stamps after Obama, 8 million more in poverty, 43 million total, 1 in 5 American families without anybody in the workforce, 1 in 6 American men, prime working years, 18 to 34, incarcerated or living home with mommy and daddy. And when President Obama left office, he had accumulated more debt than every other president before him combined. A guy that said $9 trillion in debt is, is irresponsible and unpatriotic. Now, these forces, they want to prevent the president from fixing this mess and improving your lives. And as we have been explaining on this show, there are five specific forces now working to take down the president. Let me explain in order in terms of the dangers that they represent. Number one, the most dangerous, the deep state. Former FBI Director James Comey, obviously disgruntled, fired ex-employee, showing a vendetta now against the president. I guess he's angling for his multi-million dollar book deal, a miniseries, primetime interviews, a movie, and probably wants to work for MSNBC. Now we've seen the deep state working around the clock, undermining, sabotaging, and leaking, which hurts, and hopefully in their case, they want to destroy the president. The deep state must be purged. And we've got to get rid of the people that are now the biggest threat to this republic and, of course, the free election of Donald Trump. Number two, the destroy Trump media. They're the second worst in this alliance, if you will. The purveyors of fake news and bizarre tinfoil hat conspiracy theories with no evidence, collusion, Russia, none whatsoever. Now, these propagandists, these liars, breathlessly pushing one manufactured scandal after another. Why? Hoping that just one of their, their constant smears against the president sticks and will lead to his downfall. And of course you have the Democrats. They've been totally unhinged since November 9th. Now they've been attacking and obstructing the president at every turn because they can't accept the election results of you, the American people. Then of course you can always count on those very same establishment Republicans, you know, the ones that were afraid they may be accused of shutting down the government. The people that never supported President Trump, even though they're in the same party, never supported his agenda. 
Well, now they're dragging their feet to implement what you voted for. Just look at Senator John McCain. This is a disgrace. He's now saying that this Comey witch hunt is reaching the point where it's Watergate in terms of its size and scale. No, Senator, it's not. And you should know better. And number five, then you have the Never Trumpers, the least impactful, groups like National Review, the Weekly Standard, people who never thought or wanted Trump to win. They would have preferred Hillary pick the next Supreme Court justice. But now they want vindication and relevance. Make no mistake, this is now about overriding an election, the election results, the will of the American people. This now combined is undermining our democratic process. Not only trying to delegitimize the president, but trying to effectively stop him from doing what he promised to do. Now, why are they doing it? Their own selfish reasons. They, of course, they want to cling to power. Isn't it always about power in Washington? Now, President Trump is the biggest existential threat to the way things have been working there. So it's really the swamp versus the people. And the swamp is fighting hard. Here's my question for all of you tonight, the American people. You irredeemable deplorables that cling to your God, guns, Bibles, and religion. Are you going to help the president that you elected? And as hard as you fought during the election, you better understand that if you want those changes that you voted for, that you went out and fought for, well, you better fight harder now or the country will deteriorate even further. And America's precipitous decline will not stop. To summarize, the swamp is fighting against a duly elected president. And it's high time that those of us who put Donald Trump into office begin to fight back by making it clear we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. Oh, my. 5.58 on the WISN Morning Briefing. Hate to end on a sad note like that, but... Yeah, but let's face the facts. Yeah, well, thanks for ruining my weekend. Sorry about Jeez. that. Sorry about that. <laughs> Jay Weber just minutes its way. Okay, what do you got coming up? Today? Well, uh, Trump floats Joe Lieberman as a possible FBI director, only to have his own political party shoot him down. Yeah. yeah. I'm sort of wondering whether this was a serious suggestion or whether Trump just put that, that name out there to see whether he... I mean, it's not that he'd be... He wouldn't be a good choice. Put it this way, there would be better choices. I yeah. don't know why he, he yeah. would be insisting on Lieberman anyway, who is 75 and doesn't have the resume... He was a a attorney FBI general director. of his state, but yeah, that's all. but that was many, many years yeah. ago, and uh, this isn't an administrative position like another cabinet position. You can't just sort of pick somebody from the from out of nowhere and put them in charge of it and go, okay, yeah, be the figurehead. This is the FBI director, and you need you need the skills, you need to know the ins and outs of the of the law, the statute, and just I don't think it's a very good pick, but I don't know how how Trump is. I don't know how serious he is about it. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Pelosi and Schumer suddenly try to rein in the impeachment talk. I think this has to do with that Gallup poll that shows Democrats have lost five points in their popularity uh, over the last several months. Well, that's what happens when you throw a temper tantrum. Yeah, I, I, I think this is directly linked to the, the uh, bullying and the rioting and everything else. But they're trying to stifle the impeachment talk. And Venezuela's troops, to me, I don't know about you, Ken, I think you watch these stories too. They, the troops seem ready to abandon Maduro. I think we're, we're on the cusp of something big. There, yeah. There's been weeks and weeks now of, of flare-ups and rioting and looting and, and well, uh, clashes with troops. I've been reading a few stories now about how the police and, and the troops there are really fatigued after all of this. They're well, working extra hours, and a lot of them are wondering, why in the hell are we defending this guy? The country's a hellhole. The fuse may have been lit when a general was caught on tape, uh, hidden tape, yep. uh, suggesting that they send snipers out. 
yeah. to put down these uh, uh, these protests. Yeah, you've got a Maduro general general suggesting that he was caught on tape. Well, let's uh, shoot, that, shoot the, some of those guys. And that comes after uh, these these stories about how the troops are going. What are we What are we defending here? Yeah. So if he, as you know, if a dictator loses their military and their muscle, they're done. Yeah. So I we could see an ex, a real explosion there in a few days or weeks. Yeah. All that and more coming up. All right. Sounds like another great program just minutes away. That wraps up this edition of the WISN Morning Briefing. Join Jerry Bott on Monday. I'm taking Monday and Tuesday off for another hour of news and commentary. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.